Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Coming at you live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. The brand new Salt Lake location. Come on by. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse. We're going to talk to Tom coming up uh, a little bit later on in the show. Get down here. He will take great care of you. Uh, we've got Alex Lumberg, a.k.a. Uh, Lundy, producing this sh- uh, the show today. And safely social distancing from Casa de Monson is the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. I uh, stopped by Tom's place this past week, and it's nice there. Yeah, what do you think of the new location? I I think they've done a great job with it. Yeah, I I was impressed. I a lot of good stuff. What you got your eye on, Gordon? One of those uh, adjustables? Yeah, I've been talking to Tom about that for a long time, and got to get that thing nailed down. Uh, yeah, Gordon. He, he, he wasn't I, there. He had just left to go get some food. Well, you can talk to him today. I'm looking right at him. He's helping. Uh, he's helping customers. He's doing normal uh, Tom things, giving yeah. people uh, great deals. On, well, uh, I, on... I walked around the store and there was a customer who came in and I started. You know, I I did my best sales pitch. I oh, said, you Look. you you broke into the sale, huh? Yeah, yeah. You uh, did, did you show him around and and uh, you know give him the spiel on the different beds and stuff, or, or I, how I deep told, did you well, get into it? I told him to listen to Clayton because he happened to be there. Ah, so, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I I did what I could, and I think I chased him out of the store actually, but I don't know. Well, I hope not. That's, that's <laughs> the opposite of, of what you're supposed to do if you're helping with the sale. Well, maybe I said the wrong things. I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of uh, experience at that. Well, we'll talk to Tom. I know he's motivated to uh, to do some great deals today and uh, just like last week gordon you know they're they're launching this new store here in salt lake they're just if you're familiar with their old location uh, they're just about a block and a half north uh right across uh the street from um costco so yeah. it's really easy to find they, they've basically got their own stoplight it's really really convenient uh 1825 south 300 west but come see it for yourself because they want to make uh, make their presence known and uh, their Salt Lake customers to uh, to uh, know exactly where they are and uh, back at it. So good times. Of course, their 86 East University Parkway is their other location down in Orem. If you're down in that neck of the woods, uh, Gordon, how are you, buddy? How, I'm happy doing Friday. Well. Yeah, it's a good day. Having a good day. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm living the dream. I I stopped by the store and grabbed a pizza. Saw yeah, Scotty and Bowler and and Locke and the crew. DJ Bowler Jack down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scotty and the group uh, from um, from the store. They were great. So that that was a good part of my day. Other than that, I'm doing all right. I'm, I you know I uh, trying not to be cranky. That's my goal today. So you stopped by there because. Uh, the pizza's awesome. <laughs> I know it is good. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, because? Well, uh, I just wondered if you had some ulterior motive. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, other than the delicious pizza, of course, I like to support the store. And uh, they were having kind of a, a, a remote outside and uh, a little live music. I thought, you know, go support uh, 
the Hanson Scotty Show. Go support Bowler in the group. Well, you know, well, good, like good a, teammate yeah. and all that. Oh, that sounds like you had a good time. Even though I was the subject once again of happy hour. What a surprise. You know, I try to I try to support those guys, Gordon, you know, go to their remote, uh, say hello to everybody, uh, you know, the whole thing. And and once again, I'm subjected to ridicule. Are we going to continue our our, uh, lash back at that? With our sped up version? I want to try the the bleep attack. I, I think that that could be more funny. Oh, I thought it was funny last time. I, know, I laughed. But, but uh, yeah, it is funny. It is funny. But it's not as mean as I'd like it to be. <laughs> okay. Well, well, why limit ourselves? Good point. Uh, yeah. yeah, we can do it all. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. I did laugh though. I got to, <laughs> I got to admit, I did laugh. They, they pick the, they pick funny sections to do it. I, I got to admit, their, their selection of material is pretty hilarious. It was when I told you that story about. The, the squirrel in my yard. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It was funny, though. I got to hand it to what, them. What, when did they play that? Because I missed it. You missed it? I don't know. I'm not giving them a plug on that. They played it sometime during their show. Well, maybe we need to play it during our show. Why would I mean, we do that? Because it affects you. You're part of our show. It affects me negatively. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Come on. We're all just fun in here. Yeah, hmm. not my brand of fun, Gordon. Ah, don't be so sensitive. Come on. Uh, to be fair, they did play. Enhance wasn't even on the show today. They did play him reading Mariah Carey's uh, lyrics, uh, which was equally hilarious. <laughs> of course, <laughs> See, I love the way you do that. You know, it's funny when it's the other guy, but not funny when it's you. Well, which is exactly what I was complaining about hands doing last yeah. uh, last week. But so don't be like hands. No, I said it was funny. It, it doesn't make it less embarrassing, but yeah, it's funny. <laughs> well, now we, now we gotta play it. Now no, we no, play we it. really don't. No, we, we do. We, no, we really don't. I, I told you I didn't want to be cranky on a Friday. This isn't helping. I thought you said it was funny. Why would something that's funny make you cranky? Because it's at my expense. That's, that's just like point. just like all the 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 drops that we play of yours uh, make you cranky. Hey, are you kidding me? If those made me cranky, I would, I would be a miserable man some every of, single day. Some of them make you cranky. No, not really. I mean, come on. We're all just having fun. That's what I've always said. And that should be your attitude, too. Don't get all sensitive on me here all of a sudden. Newsflash, Gordon. I've always been sensitive. <laughs> oh, maybe that's the problem. <laughs> I'll try to. Where have you been? Uh, I'm overly sensitive about anything and everything. Uh, So is Austin. That's what makes us a good team. (laughs) Austin is Austin is sensitive. Oh man! All right, well, come see us here at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, Gordon, uh, we have a list to get to. I'm sure it is. Mm -hmm. It is Friday, so that uh, is what we do. Um, Also coming up on the show today. 
we've got Howard Beck going to join us at 4 o'clock for your daily assist. And then our friend Josh Parcell will be on with us at 5.30, our college football insider. So we'll talk to him about uh, about the latest uh, uh, develop, developments with college football. And uh, Josh is always a good uh, always a good guest, and he does a lot of work for the Charlotte Hornets too. So sometimes we slip some basketball in there. So we'll uh, we'll have a conversation with Josh at five thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, d- should we get to it? Dare yeah. I? Dare are okay. It's time for the list. It's Friday. Yeah. Hit it uh, back there, Alex. And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. You can't send somebody to a funeral home who's not dead. No, I've never climbed up on that bull and had uh, relations with a woman. No, if I'm, if I'm alive, don't send me to a funeral home. I'm breathing. You have to have had to play the game. The prettiest eyes in the business. I don't wear tidy whiteies. Brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan, Southtown. All right, Gordon, what's first on the list, bud? All right, well, let's put a wrap on the jazz season, shall we? I mean, it came to an end, and uh, let's let's give, uh, and I'm not saying these are our final thoughts on it. I mean, we'll talk about it nope, moving it. forward. It's over. This is it? No more? <laughs> but what what uh, what is your thought uh, now that you've had time to have everything settle in? Are you... Do you feel as though the Jazz underperformed this season and yet are still seeing uh, some some uh, bright lights shining through? Or are you uh, critical because they blew a 3-1 lead in a playoff series that they should have won? Um. Well, there's certainly plenty to be critical about, but what, but what, I mean, what question are you are you asking me? I mean, because if they, if you ask me, did they live up to my preseason expectations? I probably uh, the answer would be no, because I actually expected them to get through at least one round of the playoffs, and they came up just short of that. But you know, there's a lot that happened between here and here. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would adjust some things, specifically the Bogdanovich uh, injury. But you know. Uh, other bumps in the road along the way as well. Mike Conley injury, uh, a pandemic of all things that uh, stopped play for several months and complicated things to to great end. So um, I, I don't know if I can answer that question, Gordon, uh, cut and dry, really. I think their return to play in the bubble, I thought they played really well at times, even though they came up just short. Blowing a 3-1 lead in normal circumstances is um, really not good. But I think being in the bubble changes some things, and they had a they had a, a stoppage, Gordon, unexpected stoppage in the middle of the series. You know, it's such a uh, what a different world we live in right now. I don't know what what standard is actually fair to hold them to. I'm a, you tell me. I mean, what well, I what agree. is fair? I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I, it, it, there's so much stuff involved in this whole thing. And, and part of it is that they, they had momentum. Yeah, they, they lost the game right before the stoppage, right? And so that was a little bit of a downward climb. But I think the Jazz were poised 
to come back strong, and then they had to sit and wait. Not just sit and wait, but they were also thinking about all the things that were going on. And uh, I, I could see that being disruptive for them. But I'm not going to make any excuses here. I mean, the Jazz lost. Uh, I think the emergence of Donovan Mitchell as a, a true star player uh, is is really big for their future. Because I don't know about you, Jake, but I wasn't sure about Donovan. I thought he was a nice player, but when – and I don't put a whole lot of credence in, in, in all-star games and whatnot, but when we saw him play in that game, there seemed to be other players that were there who were – superior to him i'll say it that way and i'm not making full judgments there i'm also considering everything that we had seen up until that time i thought he was a a a star but i didn't think he would necessarily be a superstar now i think he can be that i really do because there was nothing really weird about what he was doing uh that you would think okay but that, that makes the whole thing different no he was he was taking the role of a superstar player until that last game. And in that game, he was playing a lot of defense on Jamal Murray. And he, I think he, he got worn down. I, I, re, I really do. He had responsibilities, big-time responsibilities at both ends of the floor. And I think that took its toll on him. You and I have talked a lot about two-way players and how important they are and how valuable they are and whatnot. But when you are your team's primary scorer and then you have to take on defending the other team's best player, that, that's an awful lot to ask, especially at the end of a seven-game series. And yet that's what he, he attempted to do, and he darn near pulled it off. So uh, I, he is a highlight. He is a high point for the Jazz moving forward. Uh they do need help, though. I don't know what's the matter with Joe Ingles. I don't know what has happened to him in the last two playoff series that he's been in, but he, he needs to find a better way. Uh, Jordan Clarkson helped in some regards and uh, hurt in some moments. And so these are, these are little things, the defense that we talked about, which was really good in Game 7, but darn near absent in most of the other games. Those are issues that need to be addressed in order for the Jazz to move forward. And, and Mike Conley can't go 2 of 13 from the field or whatever it was. That was more like the, the Mike Conley that we saw early in the season. Can't have that happen. Yeah, he, he was uh, – consistency was not a thing with Mike Conley's season. And uh, for the most part, he was really good in the bubble. It, but that last game was, was not, I agree with you. So – uh, I think they need to to take a look at what kind of team they're trying to to be, and but but here's the crazy thing, Gordon, is we have no idea what the the salary cap situation is going to be. There could actually be a lockout. I'm knocking on wood here. Let's hope that that's not the case. Uh, but we don't know a lot of things. I don't know how much the Jazz are going to be able to do unless they do something extreme, like like trade one of their big players. So or they this get is going to be fascinating. The, if they get lucky, you know, if they if they make the right draft pick. And, and get the right player. These days, you see enough of those anomalies that just sort of stand out and you go, okay, Lou Dort, where'd that come from? You know? If, if, can you imagine if the Jazz could get a hold of a player like that? Right. Well, they could add him. Every team in the league could add him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hear you. So, so work to do. But I, I, I think that, and I'm not in the business of making excuses. That's not what I'm trying to do. But I... I think there was an awful lot on the plate down there in the bubble, 
And uh, if the Jazz are fortunate and can make just one solid move, get Boyan Bogdanovich back healthy again, then, you know, things things could uh, look up. I, this next season could be the year that we were expecting maybe this last season to be. Hmm. Well, they'll have another crack at it. I mean, um, you know, if Rudy doesn't sign an extension in the offseason, he still has another uh, another year left. We've seen reports about their plans uh, with Donovan Mitchell and his extension. And Mike Conley has a player option for $30-plus uh, million next year, Gordon, and uh, I'm guessing he's going to pick that up. So, I mean, they'll they'll probably, depending on what they do with Jordan Clarkson uh, and how much money they have to retain him and where the cap indeed is set, I mean, they, they could run this crew back again. The question is, should they? Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's talk some NBA playoffs, shall we? Did you watch the games last night? I mean, what happened in that Raptors-Celtics game was insane at the end. I didn't even know you could get a jump shot off in, <laughs> what, 0.5 seconds? Yeah, it, it nuts. And you know what? Some of these games in the bubble, Gordon, have been awesome. They have been so good. I mean, that you're right. Do endings get much better than that in, in NBA Uh, in NBA games and not to mention that uh, you know it kept the Raptors alive in the series they're they're dead in the water at 3-0-2-1 totally different story and uh, gives them another game to to kind of try and snap out of a a little bit and getting Kyle Lowry going I mean uh, 31 total points six boards eight assists getting him going is a is a big deal because Siakam needed some help and Boston been playing really, really well. So, I mean, that was a really important game for the Raptors. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, I mean, it was it was just like you said. It was everything. They lose that game and things over. And uh, what a play. What an uh, – that was unbelievable. That was an unbelievable ending, and that's why we love sports right there. And unless, the, you're bet, unless you're betting on it and you got the wrong team winning or losing. Yeah, and then you know? you're a little bummed. But, and then game number two, I mean – you and I both saw that coming, right? Um, and uh, you, we were talking about the Jazz and the Nuggets, and you talked about Donovan Mitchell maybe running uh, out of gas a little bit. I think you're on the money, but I think Denver ran out of gas too. I mean, we could say they played better de- defense in Game 7, which you you could say that, but also both teams looked like they were in a Game 7. They, I think fatigue was an issue, and you saw Denver come out in the first uh, quarter and and really give it a go, but then, you know. The, the Clippers were rested. They're probably better to begin with. And that was kind of a white flag type game, I think, for the Nuggets. So is that what you think would have happened to the Jazz had they gotten by? Likely. Uh, yeah, likely. Because they're, they're going to need a, a game or two to get back on their feet. Yeah, I was thinking that the whole time. In fact, I stopped watching after, I don't know, the, the lead got to a certain point. I said, okay, I've seen enough. And I, I didn't watch the rest, but I, the thoughts were crossing my mind. Is this the situation the Jazz would have found themselves in as gassed as they were after a seven-game series? And we saw it right there in front of us with the Nuggets. So probably would have. And that's just the way, that's just the way the, the, you know, the cookie crumbles sometimes. I wonder if in the bubble, you know, we all, you and I have been saying that we love the, 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 uh, the cadence of the playoffs and how, you know, every other day, boom, boom, boom. But I think that makes it more difficult for teams to either rest up or strategize, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. And, hey, 
Denver faced Gordon three elimination games in a row. That's got to take it out of you, right? Yeah. Especially Jamal Murray. I mean, come mm-hmm. on, he was playing over 40 minutes and just leaving it all out there, one of my favorite cliches. Um, so, I, I, well, I think the Clippers are going to dominate. I mean, what what did we say yesterday in five? That's what you said, yeah. What Didn't you agree with me? I, I, I was right in that same neighborhood. Uh, you, you were said, waffling you said, as usual. No, no, you said sweep or five, and I said maybe five or six. Okay. But uh, right. I got because. I didn't really see it as a sweep, but <laughs> I don't know if it stays like it was last night. Uh, who knows? We'll see how it turns out. We'll talk more about the NBA playoffs and the Jazz coming up. BYU football Monday night against Navy. Uh, here we go, Jake. Uh, we've got some college football to look at and to consider. Navy, uh, Ken Niamatololo has done a fantastic job there maintaining a consistent program. He's 98 and 60 in his time at Navy. You know what the first game he coached uh, as as head coach at uh, the Naval Academy? Um, was it the was it a bowl game against yep. Utah? Yes, it was. Is 2007, that right? the Poinsettia Bowl, and I was at that game and got soaked. It rained. It was oh man, it was cold and rainy and wet and the Utes found a way to win that game uh, by a slight margin but yeah Kenny Matalolo has done a fantastic job continuing on that philosophy of Paul Johnson who he worked for there at the Navy and uh, he was the offensive coordinator when Niamatololo was the quarterback at the University of Hawaii and so he was tutored under Paul, and then when when Paul left, and yeah, I think he, I think uh, didn't uh, Paul Johnson go to Georgia Tech? Georgia Tech, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and so Ken took over at the Navy, and uh, Navy's been really really good over those years. Last year they were eleven and two, Jake, not bad. That year that the Utes beat them in the bowl game, and again that's going back thirteen years or whatever. But uh, that year they beat uh, Notre Dame. Uh, now, they did not get past the uh, University of Delaware fighting Blue Hens. Oh, the, really? The Hens beat them that year, if I remember correctly. But point is that uh, he's got that option attack that BYU's defense is it's probably going to drive him a little crazy at times. I remember talking to Urban Meyer about uh, the defense's challenge in stopping that kind of offense. And I think he was talking specifically about Air Force back when the Utes, obviously, they were in the conference. And he he just said it was a relief every time the offense could, the Utah offense could stay on the field to, uh, to keep uh, to keep the uh, Air Force offense away from his defense. <laughs> he wanted those guys resting up and being able to focus and uh, stay mentally and physically sharp because that's what defending that stuff requires. Uh, yeah. Um, I I was always rooting, just a quick thought on Paul Johnson, uh, I was always rooting for that to work at Georgia Tech, just kind of a random aside, because you always wonder, right, what would you do with that? Would, how effective would that option attack be at a school where you could recruit normally right like you yeah. we saw how how dominant it was in at nebraska mm-hmm. in the 90s and before and i always kind of wondered could that happen again in college football and when paul johnson went to georgia tech i thought oh well maybe we'll see something and and he was unfortunately decidedly average 
at uh, at Georgia Tech. It didn't. I certainly wouldn't call it uh, uh, working there per se. But I think uh, I think with uh, uh, the way BYU's defense is structured, I think they actually are set up to be pretty successful against it. If they're good on the interior. Uh, they, they, their defensive line is not strong in the pass rush, but they should be able to get, you know, some push. And uh, they've, you know, the, that coaching staff has played against plenty of or prepared against plenty of option teams, as you, you know, talk about the Air Force years. So right. I, I think BYU will be pretty set up to handle uh, what they're dishing out. But, you know, with, with that offense, Gordon, you know the rushing numbers are always – I don't want to say artificially high, but they are because it's all they really want to do. So, I mean, they're going to still have, you know, 250, 300 yards of rushing as a team. I mean, you can probably bet on that. But, you know, it gets down to the the points you were making is can you get their offense off the field and can you take advantage of the uh, time of possession that you do have? Yeah, the the problem, the real challenge, I think, well, there's a lot of challenges in playing that kind of offense, but a couple of them are, one, you blow one assignment, and guess who's scoring a touchdown? Right. You know, so that that gets back to what you were talking about with the discipline involved, the read and recognition that needs to take place, and everybody has to. And, and it varies from play to play. Obviously, they're not going to run the same play over and over again. But you've got you've got to depend on smart football. And uh, you know, I, I'm not going to disparage football players. I think I've known very. I've known many, many really smart football players, but you've got to be smart and instinctive and not hesitate uh, trying to slow that thing down. And obviously, Navy has done a really good job of, of keeping that thing going and, and making it punitive for defenses that where one guy, one guy hesitates, one guy misreads a play, or one guy finds himself out of position. And you're looking at a 25, 30-yard gain. All right, Gordon, we'll get to more of the list coming up next. you want to give us a quick tease? The Pac-12. Somebody there who wears a suit is really confident that they might be able to get some games in before the end of the year. I thought you were going to just leave it at at the Pac-12. Hmm. (laughs) Because you kind of paused right there. I thought we were going to get, here's the tease, the Pac-12. Well, hmm. you could do it that way with all the <laughs> issues there. But anyway, yeah, we'll get to it. All right, we'll get to it coming up next. Uh, we're live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West, a brand-new Salt Lake City location. you got to come by and see it. It is beautiful. And joining the show now, Tom and Clayton. Jumping on. First of all, uh, fellas, thanks for having us as always. It's a delight to see both of you. What is he doing jumping on the radio? He thinks this is now his I'm show. I'm a regular now. He did. Uh, he, he he stepped in for you a couple of times last time we were here, and I think he, he's, I'm a feeling, regular he's now. feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. Hey, Tom. Yeah. Tom. I, I heard you came to visit me, and I wasn't even here. At least working hard when I stopped by, and you were – out getting yourself some tasty food, from what I understand. That's right. See, Gordon, we, Gordon's got my we, back. I think we, uh, we're going to give a plug. We got Mo Betta, Clayton's favorite. Yeah, it's good. Anybody who goes to school at BYU-Hawaii <laughs> loves Mo Betta. Yeah, for sure. That was and a free right plug. Ask, hey, Tom, ask 
Tom, ask Clayton. I was trying to make a sale for you while you were gone. That's Clayton, true. Wasn't I helping out? Didn't I help a little? Yeah. You did. Yeah. You embarrassed right. me a little right. bit. Told him I was like internet famous or something, and I always get embarrassed when people say that. So, but you did sell. He, now, he almost they looked. In, they looked impressed. Notice, notice the almost there. Almost, yeah, almost, almost embarrassed. Almost, no, the almost, <laughs> almost got, got a sale. sale. <laughs> yeah, good. didn't get, almost. Uh, coffee hey, Tom, for Tom, it's a beautiful store you got down there. Thank you, Tom. You got you got a beautiful store down there, man. I was impressed. I got to get that bed, man. That's what let's, I went there for. Let's get it done. Call me. Mm-hmm. We'll get it to you uh, Monday. But just call. We'll get it done. We can do it on the phone. Gordon's interested. I in encourage it. Tom. I, I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not really into sales. But I'm telling you, I've always been impressed, Tom, with the way you guys give people terrific deals. And I, because I've seen people who don't do that, and some of the sometimes you hear sales pitches, and it's just a bunch of BS. It's not true. <laughs> but in your case, it really is true. You give great prices because you shop wisely yourself, and then you pass that on to our listeners. We were not planning to do this right off the bat, but we're going to talk about the most incredible bed. Clayton and I just got back from the furniture show, and we've got the most incredible bed coming, and it's like a $15,000 bed. Oh, wow. This is this is for the guy or the gal, whatever you want to call it. Sorry, politically correct. How would we say that? This is the person who wants the very best. Sure. There you go. There we go. Nailed it. This is a $15,000 setup, and it's going to be $4,500. Wow. And that, that, price, that price point scares me because I try to always be less than three grand. Uh, but then we did this split king, the $12,000 bet, and we, ha- we had to do it at $3,900. And we had some people say, yeah, we want the best. And if you can sell it to me for four grand instead of 12 grand, we, we want it. Yeah, right. So this is the perfect example. We have this bed coming, and I've talked about this new uh, base that has the remote on your phone. It's an app, and you can say, hey, Siri, could you massage my back? And it turns on the massager on the back. It has head tilt. So if you want to be flat for a minute but just tilt your head up a little, then you can bring your back up. Bring my back up 20 degrees. It brings your back up. You can talk it through your phone. And this mattress, Clayton... What do you think about that mattress? It was awesome. It was incredible. I need you got me on an old mattress, Dad. What you're like trying to Yeah, Clayton abuse me. Clayton's sleeping on a five thousand dollar mattress, but no, but it's three kidding. years old, so we better <laughs> that's, get, that's, a, get a grip. That's a guy that, that that's a guy spoiled with good mattresses. No, of course. Our I whole sleep on family a good are mattress snobs. Everybody in my house has an incredible it. mattress. So so Gordon, you started painting the picture. So to finish painting the picture, if you're out this weekend and you've been wanting an adjustable bed, and I've been saying this, there is no inventory. We went to the show. Which is insane. At least half of the showrooms were closed. Or empty. Empty. I'm talking there's nobody there and everything in the showroom, which is normally filled with the most, it is decorated to the nines because everybody in the industry that's a designer is going to be there. They were empty. Wow. Normally 40,000, 50,000 people there. We saw maybe 700 people in total. It was scary, insane. This industry is upside down in that all the inventory is gone. So the inventory that's coming in is at a premium. We've got some deals. 
and I'm going to do 19.99 for a split king. You've got three mattresses. And real quick, because I know we've used too much time, Jake. We're good. I had a customer come in last Saturday, bought a bed. She got home. She did not like her mattress. For people we don't like, let alone people we like, we give you 100 days to sort out is it the right mattress? Oh, that's great. So as we're, long as you buy the as mattress As long as protector. you buy a mattress protector. So we're going to make it really easy. Anybody who buys an adjustable bed today, tomorrow, and Monday, I'm going to give you the mattress protector so you get that comfort exchange warranty for free. Wow, awesome. Take advantage of it. Get down here, 1825 South, 300 West. Don't forget about their Orem location as well, 86 East. Yeah, University go give Clayton Broadway. some love. He yeah, needs right. some friends. He does. He needs something to do down there. Boom. All right, we'll have more next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, live from the brand spanking new Salt Lake location of The Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Come on by. Prices so low. It'll blow your mind. It's The Warehouse. Gordon, now let's continue on with the list. What's next? All right. Gordon might not be with us. We'll try and uh, get dialed in on uh, Monson coming up uh, right around the corner but it's pretty hard to do gordon's list without gordon what's going on back there alex oh good oh good that's uh, how nice uh, <laughs> it's the big show uh gordon monson and jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone uh larry scott uh, did some media appearance today. He went on uh, the Dan Patrick show and talked about uh, basically his press conference yesterday. Uh, the Pac-12, of course, announcing partnership with uh, a medical company to do um, rapid response testing. Uh, the word uh, game changer was used about a zillion times as the Pac-12 uh, looks to implement this resource to possibly return to play in the fall with uh, football and, of course, uh, basketball uh, as well in the plans and uh, the idea is uh, it's daily testing is what the Pac-12 has uh, signed up for and uh, the rapid response in about 15 minutes in theory uh, will make the difference in order for uh, for the Pac-12 to return possibly to football. Uh, Larry Scott said uh, by January if not before and, of course, you've seen uh, – everybody's seen random rumors about what before could possibly mean, November, December maybe. Um, but paving the way for a possible return for the Pac-12. And I, I talked to Gordon a little bit about uh, this yesterday as news was kind of um, uh, happening before us. I mean, you can – it seems like you can get caught up in the weeds on some of these things and say, well, you, you know, there was rumors about this kind of testing – before they shut down, you heard lots of people talking about something like this. And so why, uh, if you thought you could reverse course when you had to make the decision when you did and you could, uh, you know, I, I'll, I could get sucked down that rabbit hole right with you. But the, the, the best, the, this was great news yesterday. It was great news. Uh, and Gordon, I, you had teased that this was next on your list. Um, talking about the Pac-12 as Gordon Monson rejoins us. 
you know, the more I think about it, I'm not going to drive myself nuts with the details, Gordon. If the Pac-12 can can figure out a way to return and play football uh, whenever that's possible, honestly, that's what I've been advocating for all along and uh, is, is to figure it out, figure out a way to do it. And if that if that's what's going on here and they're figuring out a way to do it, then that does nothing but make me happy. So I'm starting to believe that they really, they really are concerned about the health of the student-athletes and if they can get this testing, this quick testing taken care of, that that is uh, creating this optimism by Larry Scott to, uh, to get it together before January 1. And he seems awfully confident that that's a, a reality now. And as I'm listening to this stuff, I'm starting to buy into it more, Jake. I was pretty cynical at first, but if they can do it and they think they can do it safely, then do it. Do you think they knew about this a month ago? Uh, they may have known about it, but they didn't. They may not have had access to it. Uh, okay. I, I don't know those details. I, I just. And they still don't. They, they still don't have access to it. I, I think, uh, what they say, the end of this month, it might become available. And then they say they need five or six weeks to ramp up to it. So I don't know exactly what that means. Right. But, I mean, we know that the NBA has been using it for uh, weeks and weeks. Uh, SMU has been using it. So has Texas Tech. So, or not Texas Tech, Texas State. Anyway, I, I like I said, I, I, we get caught up in those details. Uh, you know what they're truly looking out for, um, and and I'm glad you buy into it. That's great. I'm just glad that they're doing it. Yeah, if if they can do it, I've never been against college football being played if they can do it safely. That's that's been my concern throughout, and if they can test and get the results back in 15 minutes. So And they can test regularly, kind of like what the NBA was doing. And I don't know what system they were using down there in the bubble. But if they can – my, my concern has always been the health of the student-athletes and their families. And that's all I've ever really cared about. I don't care about the rest of it. But if, it's, if that's uh, on the up and up and they can get that done, then good on them. But it sounds to me like you might be seeing some Pac-12 football – by by the end of the year. Well, good. So, I'm glad. I'm glad they're meeting. I'm glad they're meeting your standard, and I'm glad they're doing it. Uh, we talked about NBA playoffs earlier, Jake. Uh, the Bucks and the Heat today, and later on the Lakers and the Rockets. What are your thoughts on those? I am really surprised. I mean, we've been talking to some other people who aren't all that surprised that the Bucks are struggling, but I expected the Bucks to. To, to turn it on and be able to uh, accomplish their goals of at least getting to the NBA Finals. But they're they're in real trouble now against the Heat. Yeah, they, they are. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. I, I think the Bucks. Um, well, let me put it this way. Who was it? Was it Locke who was on with us the other day that kept using the term wart? Because I think that's a new buzz term in the NBA. I keep hearing it everywhere now, wart. Uh, but the truth is Giannis is not the perfect basketball player yet. 
and that you'd still rather have him taking jumpers than doing pretty much everything else he does. And we saw this with Toronto playing against Giannis last year. If you can build that wall to still steal another cliche, prevent him from getting dunks, slow slow the pace of the game so he's not getting transition buckets, and live with him shooting jumpers, that's your kind of best way uh, toward victory against the Milwaukee Bucks, as talented as they are. And so Giannis has to either figure out a way to impose his will, will and get the shots that he wants to get, or he's going to have to win games by banging jumpers. But, uh, you know, this is kind of the, the seven-game series, right? Uh, Locke was saying your warts, you know, you're – when the other team has has multiple games to game plan for you, they're going to play to your weaknesses. And how do you do when the other team does that? So I wonder whose fault is this now? I mean, is that management's fault or is that a coaching thing that certain adjustments can't be made to enable a team that is uh, has shown how good it can be, at least uh, during the regular season? I I'm not sure. I don't, but they're going to have to find some answers and do it quick. Yeah, they they are. I don't know if it – I mean, management, maybe. Uh, maybe they're not the best team in the East. Maybe the Heat are, uh, are a better team, and we're seeing certain things uh, exposed. I don't know. I, I would bet on the – I would still bet on the Bucks to yeah. win this series. Um, I know they're down 2-0, but I'd still I'd, – I still think Milwaukee comes out on top there. As for the Rockets-Lakers, uh, Gordon, I, I think the Lakers are going to smash them in game one for similar reasons as uh, as Denver. Uh, but I don't know. This this is the kind of wild card series to me. I, I would pick the Lakers in this series because of they're so much bigger than the Rockets. But I don't know. Does Harden score 50 a game and, and lift them to the next round? I would doubt it. Uh, I agree with what we talked about yesterday. I would get the ball to Anthony Davis and have him go crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, how many points? I mean, how, how many points? Gonna... How many points a game do you think Anthony Davis should average, win or lose in this series? Thirty. I totally agree. He's got to. He, he's got to be like thirty and fourteen in this series because they're not going to have anybody that they can put on him that should be able to slow him down in the paint. And then they have the problems of who they're going to cover, how are they going to get LeBron covered? Yeah. <laughs> have Robert Covington cover everybody, Gordon. That's the answer. Yeah, yeah. He, no, I, it's going to so, be tough. Houston, well, that, Houston's going to have to take and make a zillion threes to stay in this, in this series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, I have a little baseball item here, Jake. Uh, I haven't paid as close attention to baseball because it's been just sort of hit and miss. Uh, but have you noticed where the Nationals are in the divisional standings right now? Oh, you're you're bringing up my uh, defending champion Nationals, even though uh, we uh, lost Steven Strasburg to uh, a season-ending injury. So we're basically uh, fighting with one hand tied behind our backs. But uh, oh, yeah, I I know we're we're in last in uh, the NL East. I'm aware of this, Gordon. Thank what you. Are they like, what are they? I mean, they're like ten games under 500 or something. I mean, they're they're bad. They've they've won about half as many games as they've lost. Yeah, they're not terrific. Thank you for <laughs> let's talk some some Washington Nationals baseball. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> didn't I tell you that I didn't want to be grouchy today? 
and then you just mm. personal shot after personal shot. Well, I haven't seen. You know, are you wearing the uh, the? Are you wearing the 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 uh, the, the Nationals uh, hat that you were wearing so often last year? No, I'm I'm wearing a very good looking green hat that a good friend of mine got me for my birthday. Oh, are so, you good? Yeah, I I thought you know. I put uh, this hat into the rotation. So now you're shaming my hat that you got me? No, I'm not. I think that's a really nice hat. That's why I got it for you. I know. I wear it all the time. But one other little nugget here for Mr. Baseball out there, Austin, wherever you are. But the Angels, they're last in their division, too. Yeah, they stink again. Uh, And by the way, the Phillies are in second place in their division. I. Just thought I'd randomly bring that up. Yeah, 18 and 15. Some division. <laughs> well, all right. But and the Angels, by the way, are one game better than the Nationals. What, what a what a waste of a player in Mike Trout with the Angels. What a, yeah, what but, a just terrific waste. But Bryce Harper's having a terrific season. Who's the best example of a great player on a terrible team, like like throughout his career, not one specific year, but who was a great Ooh. player that was like isn't uh, what's his name uh, who the Saints quarterback, Archie Manning? Oh yeah, that's a great one. Wasn't yep. he a, a really good quarterback on just terrible teams? Well, Walter Payton's teams weren't that good until the end, right? Okay, although they did get there, right? Eventually, yeah, they did get there, so that probably disqualifies that one. Who well, else? Like, like Boomer Esiason went to a, a Super Bowl, but let's face it, the, some of those Bengals teams that he ended up being on were a little rough, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to give that some thought. Give that some I'm, thought. Uh, you yeah. can tweet at us, at Jake Scott's own, at Gordon Monson as well. You know, legendary players that just played on terrible teams. Who was that absolutely – like Hall of Fame offensive lineman that played for the Browns forever, and he just retired like last year. Had a Hall of Fame career and like didn't even. I think he made the playoffs once. Oh man, that's brutal. You know what, what that tells you? That tells you that in a team sport like that, one position just is nowhere near enough. Yeah, I suppose. Sorry, I'm trying to Google it. Uh, I was hoping you would, uh, you, you know, take a little longer. But anyway, we got to we got to step aside anyway. We'll get to uh, more of Gordon's list coming up next. Uh, Want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry leading SLA that guarantees guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. We'll have more coming up next on the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280. The Zone. She can kill with a smile. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280. The Zone. Welcome on back. Uh, Band of the day today, by the way, is uh, Billy Joel, uh, selected by our on-site engineer, Sean Smither, and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Check them out, uh, latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. We'll get to more of Gordon's list coming up at the top of the 3 o'clock hour, but uh, real quick, Gordon, we asked for suggestions of great players that played on terrible teams. Had uh, several listeners tweet at me, Barry Sanders. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. 
How many playoff appearances did he have? He had one or two, and that was it, right? Yeah, and speaking of that particular division, uh, another listener t uh, tweeted in, uh, Gail Sayers and Dick Butkus. Uh, yeah, I saw that coming from Adam. Said they both uh, spent their oh. entire careers on some really bad Bears teams. Uh, no oh. one ever played in a playoff game. That's crazy, but Barry, right? But but Barry Sanders, I mean, we're talking about a guy who may have been the best running back in the history of the game. I mean, he's, he's the best I ever saw. And on some terrible teams. This This seems to happen more in football than other sports. Because there are so many other moving parts. I mean, I, I kind of racked my brain during the break. I couldn't think really of any great, truly great basketball players that played on basically nothing but bad teams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got to give that more. If anybody out there can think of any, I'm sure there's a whole list of them, Jake. I mean, even like a great player like Dominique Wilkins, who didn't quite get to a, to a championship, had a playoff run or two, certainly made the playoffs consistently. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Same All with right. the Charles, Charles Barkley and Carl Malone. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. Michael Adams, did he play on any winners? I don't know. <laughs> uh, let us know. I mean, uh, great players that played on truly crappy teams, inspired by Austin Horton's uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, who are just <laughs> wasting Mike Trout, just absolutely wasting the best ball player we've seen in our generation. Well, he and didn't have to sign with them. He, he could have moved on, right? Oh, he absolutely should have. Go anywhere. Go anywhere else. Although I do admire the stick to even though he should be playing for his hometown Phillies. Well, I mean, that's where good players go to uh, disappear. But, <laughs> I mean, if he wanted to win a World Series, could have could have gone to the Nationals. But, anyway, neither here nor there. All right, we'll get to more of Gordon's List coming up next. Don't forget Howard Beck with us for Josh Parcell at 530. Uh, joining us now, we're at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Clayton joins us now. What's going on, my man? What's going on? Good to be here again. All right, what are we uh, What are we talking about? What are, what are we moving today? <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to pick on my dad now that he's with a customer and I can sneak on. It's always busy. I liked what Gordon said last time because it, it really is true. You know, my dad mentioned we went to Las Vegas. We were there for, uh, what was it, 28 hours. Quick turnaround. But we literally just went because we got an email that said, no one's here. If anyone comes in and gets a buy, you'll get 25, 50, 75% off of buying. Oh, wow. And so that's, that's really something we believe here in the warehouse is that we look for deals so we can give you guys deals. And it is true. Sometimes my dad makes deals and I just look at him kind of crooked. I'm like, Dad, what? Are you, what? <laughs> like that hundred, what do you say, the hundred day lay? Yeah. You know, if you come in, you don't like your mattress, you get that mattress protector. We'll give you a hundred, a hundred day. That's more than three months. Try it out. See Try it works. out. If you don't like it, we'll make sure you're taken care of. And it really is that, it really is that family business feel, right? It's we want to take care of you. You want, we'd rather have you happy than, oh, I got sold by these salesmen. Right, because you want to come back. Of course we do. The best way is, obviously, the best way to sell is through 1280 The Zone. Oh, yeah. Well, but then well. word of mouth. Right. Absolutely. And and you guys do a little bit of everything. I mean, what am, uh, what am I sitting on right now? You're sitting what? on this new section we got, Global United. This it's section, beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's really cool because it's power. It's a USB connection on the back end. We're selling it for 2200 Oh, man, just don't tell my Just don't tell my dad. Yeah, I won't. That's 
you're giving this thing away, man. It, it's beautiful. He's not here, so we can do stuff like that. <laughs> All right, get down here and take advantage of it. 1825 South, 300 West. Don't forget about uh, 86 East University Parkway in Orem. How's your uncle doing down there? You know, I think he's a little lonely. So, yeah, if you're down in if you're down in Orem, go ahead and check him out. Uh, we've, we've stole Vidal, our, our usual worker down in Orem that's with him. So Vidal's down here in Salt Lake. So he's probably... I saw Vidal. It's good to see him. I haven't seen him in a few weeks, He's man. good. Vidal's awesome. So come into Salt Lake and say hi to Vidal. All right, 1825 South, 300 West. Thanks, Clayton. You're the man. Thank you. All right. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.